He was stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, able to clear tall buildings in a single bound. But he wasn't a bird, and he wasn't a plane. He was Superman. Or at least that's what he was to a generation of children and television viewers around the world. George Reeves was the man who brought the titular Man of Steel character off of the comic book page and onto the silver screen in the early 1950s. But unlike his Kryptonian counterpart, George Reeves' life was tragically cut short in 1959 by what has been officially labeled a suicide. So join me today while we dive into the conspiracies around the death of Superman, George Reeves. I'm your host, Andy, and this is Strange and Unexplained. Now, while technically he wasn't the first actor to portray the Kryptonian from Kansas, he was, however, the first one to popularize him into American culture through his portrayal of Clark Kent in the hit TV series, The Adventures of Superman, a show that not only ran for over a hundred episodes from 1951 to 1958, but also holds a place in television history as one of the series that originally started its run in black and white and continued its episodes into the color transition. So after multiple seasons of viewers watching the various shades of gray, television audiences were finally able to see that giant red S on their screens at home. Now, not to be confused with Christopher Reeve, fellow Superman actor who would go on to portray the character in multiple movies throughout the 70s and 80s, George Reeves was 39 years old when he first donned the blue and red tights and would continue to wear them for seven years straight. George first made his debut into the hearts of audiences when he landed a brief role in the 1939 classic Gone with the Wind as one of Scarlett O'Hara's potential suitors. After that, the actor would go on to have several roles in some B-list films like 10 television programs before, like many other men of the time, his career was halted temporarily when he was called into service during the Second World War. Lucky for George, though, he would return from the war physically unscathed, unlike many of his fellow veterans and he would then try to get his foot back into the world of acting in Hollywood. But, like many industries after the war, Hollywood was slow to bounce back, and the roles that so many actors were searching for, they simply weren't there. It was during the 1940s when George would be approached to play the newly popularized superhero, a role he was initially hesitant to take on, as he was worried that committing to a television show would be considered a bad career move, as TVs were just now being mass-produced for the standard American household. There was a worry at the time that TVs were going to be a trend, and that if he was playing a character that was aimed towards children and younger audiences, then he wouldn't be able to get the recognition or the respect a more serious actor might garner. And remember, this was 1950. Half of the superheroes and comic book characters that we all know and love, and that have currently made billions of dollars at the box office in recent years, they had either just been created or hadn't yet been written into existence. This wasn't a time when landing the role of Batman or Superman guaranteed you were the next big Hollywood name. George was afraid that after taking on the role of Superman, that casting directors and producers would only be able to see him as a children's character from now on, instead of an actual leading man. And unfortunately for George, it seemed that his fears were not very far off from reality. 
After working on the adventures of Superman for multiple years, George's financial status never really seemed to ever truly change. Even after three years on the show, he had threatened to leave before finally being given a small raise for all of his hard work. He found himself somewhat struggling for money during the time he was playing Superman, but eventually it seemed as he had finally found a way to improve his status in show business, albeit a little uh, unconventionally. George was not only known for his portrayal of Superman, but also for his off-screen romantic natures. During the mid-1950s, George began a relationship with Tony Mannix, an older woman who he began an extramarital affair with. Tony, a former showgirl and considerably wealthier than George, was married to Eddie Mannix, a prominent figure in Hollywood as the former MGM vice president and a man who was rumored to have multiple mob connections throughout his life. Astonishingly, Eddie not only accepted, but even supported his wife's involvement with George and actively encouraged their relationship. Now, George and Tony stayed together for a few years, in which time Tony had purchased a new car, a new house, and plenty of lavish activities for the couple to enjoy. But the relationship would not last, and the two would have somewhat of an ugly breakup towards the end of 1958. George had apparently broken Tony's heart when he ended their relationship, and within just a short time, he very quickly started dating a younger cafe worker by the name of Lenore Lemon, someone George would go on to describe as much younger and much wilder than Tony. It's speculated that Lemon's feelings towards George had changed when she discovered that the older Superman was not as financially successful in Hollywood as she had initially believed. Despite planning to marry within a few days of his unexpected passing, their relationship was characterized by frequent arguments and constant drinking. Following his death, it was revealed that he had left his entire estate to Tony. This now may have been an accounting error on his part, considering he and Lemon had only been in a relationship for six months. Alternatively, it could have been a deliberate act of disrespect towards his current fiancée. Now that we know a little bit about George and the situation he had found himself in, Let's talk about what happened that fateful night. On June 15th, 1959, Reeves and Lemon indulged in their usual routine by heading out on the town for a night of drinking. Returning home around 11 p.m., they were greeted by unexpected visitors, Carol Van Ronkel and William Bliss, who had dropped by for a nightcap. Lemon, along with writer Robert Condon, who had happened to be staying at the house with them, gladly welcomed the new guests. However, Reeves, who'd already decided to go to bed at this time, became visibly upset with the ruckus coming from downstairs. As per statements given to the police, Reeves came down and demanded them to keep the noise down. Their persuasion eventually led him to join them for a drink temporarily, but he eventually left the scene in more frustration, stomping his way back upstairs. Now this is when things start to get a little fuzzy and a bit confusing. According to reports, George went upstairs angrily and Lenore apparently stated He's upstairs now, and he's going to shoot himself. After a fumbling noise came from upstairs, she followed it up with, See, he's opening the drawer to get the gun. There was then reportedly a single gunshot that echoed through the home, and immediately followed by Lenore stating, I told you, he shot himself. It would then be 45 minutes after the sound of the shot when the police were finally called to the scene, red flag number two, a famous actor, down on his luck, intoxicated, and dead by a single gunshot wound to the head. Unfortunately, not the most implausible theory, considering the common types of death that Hollywood has had to deal with over the years. However, there were a few factors that appeared puzzling. 
First, they observed that Reeves was fully nude, laying in his room. While it was evident that he had consumed plenty of alcohol that evening, it seems implausible that even in an intoxicated and angry state, that someone would remove all of their clothes before ending their life. Additionally, the police discovered two more bullet holes in the carpet, in addition to the one in the ceiling which was linked to Reeves' head injury. Strangely, witnesses asserted that they only heard one gunshot that fateful night, and furthermore, Reeves' body exhibited signs of bruising and other marks that raised further questions. Uh, why would you have three gunshot wounds or three gunshot holes if you're only shooting one time for yourself? The conspiracy theories surrounding Reeves' death were later depicted in the 2006 film Hollywoodland, except these theories can be simplified into three scenarios. One, the first one suggests that Reeves took his own life. Plausible, but not as exciting. The second theory speculates that Eddie Mannix, driven by anger over his wife's involvement with the actor, killed George. Lastly, there is a theory involving the fiancé, where Lemon, supposedly in a drunken and unhappy state, shot her soon-to-be husband. Now, in this particular scenario, the 45-minute delay in the seeking assistance was attributed to her and the house guests attempting to conceal their murder and get their alibis straight. Although numerous questions still linger, a formal investigation has not been initiated thus far. In an effort to reopen the case once, Reeves' mother enlisted the services of a prominent attorney However, the lawyer abruptly ceased representing the client for undisclosed reasons. The Death of Superman. It has been one of the most iconic Superman comics of all time, but this time, it wasn't a comic. And it wasn't just on television. Superman was gone. And although this marked the end for George Reeves' portrayal of Superman, it initiated the beginning of a profound enigma associated with the character. Reeves' unfortunate death served as the initial pilot for a series of disastrous events that were related to the role, ultimately being referred to as the infamous Superman curse. Probably the most famous example afterwards would be Christopher Reeve, who would go on to become paralyzed from the neck down after his portrayal of Superman. But to this day, the death of Superman actor George Reeves remains one of Hollywood's darkest stories. And even though the answers to what truly happened to George Reeves on the night of his untimely death may never be revealed, the legacy of the character he played continues to live on to this day. And there's hardly a person on this planet now that doesn't know who Superman is. The Man of Steel. And so much of the fame and popularity that can be attributed comes from George and his commitment to not only playing the character, but for bringing him to an entire generation of children who would go on to refer to him as their Superman for the rest of their lives. Well, there you have it, guys. The case of George Reeves, the mysterious death of Superman. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please feel free to like and subscribe and follow us on social media for more updates. Please don't forget to look at our YouTube channel, True Crime Guys. Subscribe there for more updates and more videos just like this one as well. And you can find more episodes just like this wherever you listen to podcasts at Strange and Unexplained. All right, guys, be strange, but don't be strangers. Bye.